The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Kurt, and welcome back to Farlands or Bust. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta mix it up every once in a while. But yes, welcome back to Farlands or Bust. It is, woof, yes I know, it is episode 515 of the series. And we are going to make our way out of the previous episode's hidey hole. A little bit of an awkward situation we're in here, but let's grab Wolfie! He's fine, he's fine. Although he's doing his best to find the highest perch of which to fall. And continue on. Uh, let's go west, however. We did we did make this hidey hole into the side of a mountain. Kind of throw us off a little bit. But let's go west towards those far lands on Tuesday, October 5th, 2015. I realized that last episode I said it was Thursday, even though it was very literally Saturday. It's because I forgot to update that in my notes. If you've been with me any length of time, you'll know that I have a, a notepad. Uh, it is called questions-season6.txt on my computer, if you really want to know the details. I don't know why, but that's what it is. It's a plain text file where I copy and paste all the questions I'm going to answer, any any topics or factoids I need, the current donation uh, amount, uh, as well as the episode and the current date. Uh, in this case, a little bit more difficult because I'm releasing these episodes a day later, but uh, the, the date of release of the video. And whatever is written, whatever is written in this notepad shall be deemed as the truth and the word of, of gods, because I know nothing else other than what is upon this notepad. And even if it is indeed not even Thursday, but Saturday, I forget to update it, uh, it will be Thursday. So I hope you enjoyed your two Thursdays last week. Oh man, you made the most of them, right? But uh, yeah, this I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that, that today, the day you're seeing this, if you watch these episodes on the day they're released, is Tuesday, October 5th, 2015. And a really important thing that's on my notepad is our donations to Child's Play Charity. We did it, everybody! We reached 10% of our $60,000 goal. That means we are up to $6,024.99. The 99 cents is a is a, a marketing pricing scheme to make it seem less pricey than the full rounded dollar up. <laughs> you know, that's the reason why retailers do that. But, uh, but yeah, over $6,000. That's great. That's great news. I'm often... Uh, Sometimes worried that the pace may be too slow, or or whatever, uh, or, or interest has weaned. But uh, every now and again, and frequently actually these last uh, few months, uh, I've been reinvigorated, and we are continuing to raise money for Child's Play charity. And we had uh, actually a lot. A lot of these are coming in from like very generous anonymous donations. Just an anonymous, no comment, no question donation uh, of three hundred dollars helped us break through the 10% barrier, so I do appreciate whoever anonymously did that and all the other donations that came in over the weekend and, and whenever. It's a great cause, helping get toys, books, games to kids in hospitals around the world and helping us stay motivated, continuing to the Farlands here in Farlands or Bust. 
Indeed. Indeed, indeed. Uh, also, yeah, I guess uh, since it is Tuesday, probably if you do watch these when they are published in your, your YouTube feed, or perhaps Podbean if you listen to the podcast. Well, if you listen to the podcast, you're probably not going to uh, go through much effort to, to check out Twitch Tuesday. Twitch Tuesday is a thing that's been consistently happening over on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash KurtJMac, and uh, I will often be live streaming, and then an episode of Farlands Bust will come out, and then I'll take a break to eat lunch as I as I play the episode live on stream, and, and y'all can discuss it with fellow Farlanders in the chat, and the live chat there is always good, and uh, sometimes I'll pop in and, and answer questions or whatever in the chat, uh, as I'm as I'm snarfing down what is quite probably a sandwich on gluten-free bread with potato chips and iced tea. <laughs> that is that is my lunch every single day. I am so interesting and of such varied experiences and <laughs> and skills and food intake things. But uh, but yeah, that happens. So I mean, if you are just starting to watch this and maybe. Uh, maybe it it is still just within the release of the video. All right, so long, boat. I guess it was nice knowing you. Just within the uh, the release of the video, if you want to just pop on over to uh, Twitch.tv/KurtJMac, there is a, always a link in the the video description of all my videos. I think uh, leading you to my live stream page. Uh, you might be able to. We'll be watching this episode anyway, so you could always pop over there and then also see whatever whatever game or other shenanigans we're playing. We can. See what uh, what Minecraft blocks want to get swapped out on the Minecraft server. If a torch wants to be water, or maybe maybe a torch one day will want to be a a chicken or or some other sort of animal. Who knows? They'll start punching chickens and they just all turn into torches or half slabs or furnaces or something. It'll be great. Watch me lose my mind. My mind will crack on the Minecraft server. But yeah, that's been happening. So yeah, I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of a reminder of that uh, and. Uh, Ah, careful, Wolfie. Oh. That boat just wants to wants to go on its own. Fairly well, fairly well. Woof. But yeah, speaking of questions and donations, child's play charity and whatever, I I say we can uh, jump right back into those. I don't know that much, much too much. Uh, I'm trying to think. Interesting has happened. I do realize the Martian, the film has been released. I have not seen it. I do believe the next or earliest chance I will get to see it will be this weekend. Uh, so looking forward to that. Yeah, that's a that's a movie I'll be uh, looking forward to see. So I guess look forward to my opinions on it, I guess. But uh, not yet. Have not seen it yet. I'm sure that's going to be a question that'll pop up. But uh, regardless, let me, let me answer some questions that I do have hopefully some answers to. This one from Failing. I almost thought it was Flailing. Failing Dutchman. What would you do for a Klondike? But no, that was a question that I already answered. What would you do when all, when an all-destroying comet would come down to Earth in the next 34 days? Days is possessive, or day is perhaps. There's an apostrophe there. Uh, 34 days. That's not too much time to work with. I'm not saying I would be useful in in the endeavor, but I would I would hope to try to do whatever possible to prevent such a thing. 34 days is, is, is nigh no time at all for any sort of evasive NASA uh, fixie-uppie. I thought this was a 
I thought this was going to be a thing. Woo! And it was a thing. A spawner, that is. Uh, so I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I probably would not be able to in any capacity assist. Ooh, a spoiler spawner. Ow, careful, Wolfie. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to sit you down. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I said it. I said I'm sorry. Ah, uh, really nothing at all. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Do we have any more? There's the other one. I'll take the iron and the bread. I guess I do need to recover a half a heart. And uh, let's uh, get out of here, Wolfie. Huh. Or, you know, whatever. <laughs> if you want to push me over and not allow me to do such things, where are we going? This way. But yeah, um, I don't know. I suppose this is sort of like a question like, what would you do if the end of the world was coming? What, what were the things you would do? That, that's a tough question. I, I'm These hypotheticals, I'm no good with the hypotheticals because then I start to think, well, if everybody, you know, you, you think of the, the chaos and the panic. If everybody knew the end of the world was coming, they would try to do all the things that they wanted to do but never had a chance to do, so then it would be it would be chaos of people trying to do all these things. Like I wanna go skydiving, I wanna I wanna I wanna walk the Great Wall of China, or I, you know, this, that or the other. Uh, so so I'm 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 feeling like it would be uh, none of those things would be happening for anybody. Uh, because you would then think all of the airline pilots would want to do those things as well, so they're not gonna fly you around the world to try to have your dreams be be followed or anything like that. So uh, I, I I don't know. I suppose uh, the pessimistic side of me would say that we would be a, a bit restricted in our activities. Um, beep, bop, boop, bop, beep, beep, bop. Somebody's gonna look at that and think, what sort of Morse code is that in the sand on the dirt? It must mean something. No, no, I was just emptying my inventory is all. Uh, so yeah, I, I honestly don't know. The, uh, and I'm sure you're looking for some sort of entertaining, crazy answer. I mean, even like, oh, it'd be cool. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, for the first and last time, I'll, I'll do a race car event. But who would hold such an event if, if everybody's busy doing more important things? And of course, you know, the standard answer is, oh, be with family, whatever. <laughs> Nuts to those people. No, no, <laughs> but I mean, that's like the standard. That's the thing everybody would say, I'm sure, right? Uh, spend time with family or what? I mean, it would be... Yeah, I don't know. I, I would hope in some capacity to be able to assist. And, and I'm sure... 34 days. Kind of... Yeah, not really time to set up any sort of rocket other than some sort of... I think the last ditch would be some sort of ballistic missile attack on it to try to divert it away. But even that would probably not be enough. Uh, but I'm sure we would have more than 34 days lead time. Uh, especially for a comet. Asteroid, those can be kind of freaky and out of nowhere, but uh, let's go to sleep and continue in the morning. And uh, why specifically 34 daysness? I'm very curious as to the the meaning of that. Is that like a pop culture reference? Is there some sort of book or, or show or... Or a uh, movie or something that there is some sort of comet coming in 34 days. Is that the plot of Deep Impact? I don't quite remember. Careful, Wolfie! I don't quite remember the, uh, the scenario surrounding that. So, yeah. 
It's 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 hard to say. It's hard to say indeed. But I appreciate the donation and the, the question. An anonymous question came in. I am wondering, would you ever let someone else take your place and walk for an entire day in Farlands or Bust? If so, who? And if not, why? I've considered it, but the it's logistically difficult because of the full 18.7 gigabyte world save, and I'm sure I, I wouldn't need to theoretically give the entire world save. I will only have to give the most recent chunk updates uh, because the the chunk updates that we've passed up have have already been loaded and unloaded, so it really doesn't matter. Uh, so yeah, theoretically, I could save time doing that, handing it to somebody. I don't know. I, I mean, it would it would have to be. It would have to. Mm, yeah, uh, probably not. I mean, it would have to be somebody like I've always said. Oh, like like uh, Brian, Doctor Brian Logan One Eleven. You know, a long term somebody who seems as invested in the journey as, as I am myself, kind of. Uh, or, or, you know, somebody somebody of those those likes. But then it would have to... I was kind of thinking it would have to be on the terms that what happens to them wouldn't have a direct effect on me, in which case it wouldn't be the actual Farlands bus journey, right? I'm, I'm talking about like, oh, if, if they die or if Wolfie dies while they're playing, then then I, I share no responsibility and can invoke the Heidi Hole Paradox to, to undo... Uh, their misfortunes, right? But then it just brings me back to then why do it at all? You know, it's really more of a uh, you. Let's give you this. Hey, Wolfie. Whoop. Extra bone there. There we go. Wow! Look at this ocean of ice that was apparently hit by a meteor storm. Look at all these holes in the ice. Uh, this is actually a little bit dangerous for Wolfie. Although he seems to be doing fine. No, no, don't go. Don't turn around. Don't turn around, you noodle. Uh, Alright, I gotta keep... Hold on. Uh, this is a concentration time right now. We are concentrating on making sure that Wolfie does not spawn under the ocean. Under the ice. So we're going to come over here. Get your axe out, just in case. But there you are. Alright, you got wet at some point. You got wet at some point. Oh, where is my compass? There it is. Were we? We might have been going the wrong way. <laughs> it's it's a distinct possibility. No, I don't think we were. I think we just took this detour to make sure Wolfie spawned. Um, so yeah, I don't. I'm I'm gonna go with probably no, just for that reason. It's kind of. And people even suggest, oh, make it like a multiplayer server, which I don't think you can do anymore because the authentication don't servers don't support this version. Um, make it a multiplayer server and have like a guest along with you or whatever. Mm. I don't know. I, a, a vast, I think, majority of of what makes this series a little bit different and a little bit special is that it is a single-player world. It's kind of how Minecraft was played for so long before servers became a common thing, you know? Public servers and, and private servers and, and mind cracks and, you know, uh, modded servers and, you know, minigame servers or whatever. So it's kind of a, a throwback, not only in the version and the terrain generation, but in the in just the way it was played. Uh, it is a very solo journey and a solo experience. Obviously, 
all all of you are experiencing it with me. But uh, yeah, I don't, I, uh, so even even handing it over to a different character would be weird, even just for a day. I mean, I, I could see I could see certain scenarios, certain certain reasons to do that for a special event or a special time. Uh, but right off the bat, that's not something I would ever really seek out. I don't think. Another Minecraft question from Matthew B. Since we know you like the new water temples so much, but um, Tish, the that that sound effect jokes. Uh, will you be visiting the new end cities on Minecraft anytime soon? I don't know if anybody is. I think that has been agreed upon that we will not be doing the Ender Dragon or any of the new end content uh, until 1.9 is fully released. So we're not even... We'd have to reset the end, I think, because all of the uh, stuff needs to be rebooted pretty much without rebooting the overworld. Uh, so I think that's the agreed-upon thing. I don't know. They, I, I saw who did it. I think B O was doing a peep show uh, where he looks at snapshots, and I saw him kind of beat the dragon and then visit that end place or whatever, where you got to throw an ender pearl into into that weird little portal block in the sky, and it was interesting. And and those effects, the floaty effects, the uh, the those sort of effects that are caused by the different mobs in there was was interesting, but I still didn't see a point. Much like the water temples, I don't see a point. There's no there's no plot or not that I want there to be a plot, but there's you know there's no integration like that. Much like the the end in general doesn't seem like there's a point. Uh, although they might be changing that, it, it seems with what the the multiple dragons, it seems like maybe they're working towards having dragons be a, a rideable mob or a tameable or something to bring to the overworld. I don't know. I'm not 100% even in, clued in to, to what the plan is there. But uh, yeah, it just doesn't seem like there's reason. Like, the nether to me kind of... Obviously, I don't visit the nether that much, so it, it's, it in and of itself doesn't have a reason, but it's it, it just seemed like another biome to me. It didn't need to be a reason. It was just a, a biome. There were a few things you could get there that you couldn't get elsewhere, and yes, I know there's probably things you can get in the, the end villages in the end that you can't get elsewhere, but it also just doesn't... It doesn't seem like a nice place to live. <laughs> same, same, I guess I do feel the same way about the Nether, which is why we just went once and and will not be returning again. Although, although people did very adamantly suggest I plan to do so for episode six six six, which uh, isn't that far off in the grand scheme of things. But uh, I don't know. We'll have to think about that. Uh oh, Wolfie, did you get trapped under the ice? Where are you at? Where are you at, you goober? Oh, are you trapped under here? Oh, there you are. What the heck? What kind of crazy teleporting nonsense are you up to these days? So yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. They seem interesting. It's a new structure to explore, I suppose. 
and it doesn't seem as difficult. I was trying to find the words I was going to use there for that. It doesn't seem as difficult, like overly oppressively difficult as the water temples do. The thing that kills me with the water temples, aside from the the, the water guys, the get whatever they're called, um, is the the mining fatigue. Just makes it it, it takes away a, a the in in my opinion the core mechanic of Minecraft the game is being able to change and shape and uh, break through your environment uh and, and that's that's super frustrating man it's it's totally unnecessary uh but uh no e- either way i i wouldn't be able to cuz we all agreed to to not do any of that stuff until we have to reset the the end world to uh to kind of redo that as 1.9 is fully released so yeah Crumbalina says, I've noticed that since you've been correcting for the XY coordinate offset, yeah, it was at one point, what, 64,000 off in the south direction. And at the last time I pressed F3, I was only 6,000 off or 4,000 off, which was pretty good. Uh, it's possible I've overstepped the zero marker and, and I'm going in the other direction now. Uh, but she asks, they ask, uh, have I've noticed that since you've been correcting the coordinates that you've been finding more spawners again. Eh, I don't know if that's related. You've been finding more spawners again and way more water and ice. Certainly more ice. I feel like there is... We've had many episodes like this episode, which is just snow biome for days and ice oceans for days. Do you think these might have any correlation? I want to say the ice thing, maybe, but I doubt it. I doubt there's any... I can actually probably guarantee you that there's no... You know, just because I'm traveling closer to the... To the north-south zero axis... That that the world is as randomly generated as it is anywhere else on that axis. So it's it's kind of probably just dumb luck. It's just the the world I'm I'm in uh, right now, just like we were seeing and we continue to see... Um, noticeably more gravel, like full gravel ocean beaches than sand. Uh, it just seems it's perhaps something we only noticed and we thought was weird, but it could just as frequently happen around zero zero. Uh, so no, I don't think there's any correlation to that. It's a little bit annoying because snow biomes are by far my least favorite of the biomes, but uh, we'll we'll deal with it, won't we, Wolfie? Sort of, maybe? I don't know. Let's go to sleep and continue dealing with it in the morning. And a snow biomesness and a zombie in the distance and a skeleton over there. Welcome to Lounge Singing Night with Kurt J. Mack. Uh, let's see, we've got a lot of Farlands Bus questions here. Uh, this one... not. <laughs> this one, next one is not, however. Uh, this is a video gaming question, however. Com- Comrade Keck. I almost called you a commander. Comrade Keck. Is there anything that would make you go back and resume your Euro Truck Simulator series? Probably not. Although I do hear, aren't they working on or releasing soon or have just announced but is still a far away away, uh, another, a new edition of the U.S. trucking Simulator. That I would play. 
simply because I know the traffic laws and what the signs mean more often. That was the main problem with Euro Truck Simulator. I'm like, what's the speed limit? What does that number in the circle mean? Is that kilometers or miles? What side of the road should I be driving on? What's up with this this channel situation? Uh, so, yeah, I, I would probably try that. But overall, I think I stopped playing because it got a little bit... Actually, got quite repetitive, and it also... Uh, I do feel like the the gameplay itself is very dependent on that uh, tycoon-style gameplay where you gain money doing jobs, you pay fines, you pay taxes, you pay, you know, whatever, and then you hire people, you buy cars, more trucks, sorry, and uh, hire staff to do the driving for you, and, and then uh, get better jobs and buy buildings and different places, you know, that sort of stuff does not interest me. With games, I, it's, I, I can't pin down a reason why other than it's just, it's not a, an interesting gameplay mechanic for me, uh, which is why even the career, quote-unquote, mode of Kerbal Space Program has all the budgets and the ratings and the jobs and, and, and the hiring of uh, astronauts and scientists and stuff that uh, it just appeals zero amount to me, uh, so I just never got into those. I I played like Roller Coaster Tycoon for a little bit, but maybe only for like two worlds, and I'm like, well, I think I'm done here. <laughs> I think we're done here. We can all wrap this up, right? Uh, so, I mean, even stuff like StarCraft has that sort of resource mining, and then use those resources to, to buy this stuff, and... Uh, even the the economy aspect of of uh, RTS games that's what those are called right i'm i'm properly speaking to my gaming brethren uh and sisterin the uh, <laughs> yeah all that 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 aspect of it and similarly with racing games and driving games <clears throat> having winnings and credits and uh dirt rally is okay-ish with that uh, in that it's kind of mostly hands-off. You don't have to do it, but certainly helps to do it. Uh, and, and once you have a certain tier of winnings, then you really don't have to worry about budgeting until you want to buy a new really expensive car or anything like that, you know, with your with your your, your engineers or your, your uh, people who fix your car and stuff like that. So... Yeah, but yeah, that's kind of the aspect, I'm, and I'm sure that's going to be in the the American uh, trucking simulator. I'm sure they're going to have the same setup. But yeah, I, I, that that one I might give a try. With the, uh, the the steering wheel would be interesting, I suppose. Yeah, weasel. <laughs> yeah, weasel asks. You've said in the past you've had a desire. Ooh. I have. To learn to fly and get your pilot's license. Oh, that. <laughs> have you considered or heard of powered paragliding? Whoa, this is a dense forest that we're in. It's not very smart. It's very dense. Uh, have you ever heard of powered paragliding? It is the lightest form of powered flight. I recently underwent training and I'm in the process of getting a license. Required in Canada, but not in the U.S. Well, that really improves my confidence. Uh, and I can tell you, if you're interested in flying but not, but find the social and regulatory aspect of it overwhelming, powered paragliding 
might be a great thing to look into. Is that like what Mo did at the end of the boxing episode of The Simpsons? Where he put on the fan and then started going around the world and saving people? <laughs> the fan, what, what was this? The, the, he had like a, a, a parachute and he had a, a fan, like an actual like fan, like a, you know, you know what I'm saying? A propeller fan. And you want, is that what you're talking about? Because that's what I think of paragliding. Um, and then I'm also thinking of gliders, which is a different form of flight as well. Like hang gliding, I'm also thinking of, but then there's also the gliding, the rigid uh, gliding aircraft that have to be towed up, and then, you know, those seem kind of cool. That seems like a, an interesting way to fly. Um, but no, I have not considered. There's also, isn't there ultralights, which are pretty much fabric, uh, skinned ultralight aircraft that have less regulation than actual full aircraft and pilot license sort of situations? Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. Well, Wolfie doesn't know either. I, I don't know of any, like, places that do that sort of thing, or where you would even begin uh, with that, to be honest. I'm sure it's not... It's I'm sure it's not as expensive, but I'm sure it's not cheap. <laughs> and only, I suppose, you could attest to that. It's kind of like the... Oops, sorry, Wolfie. Kind of like the difference between, like, having a, a rowboat versus a speedboat or a, a yacht, right? You know, stuff like that, or or a jet ski versus a, a yacht, you know, or a kayak. I've kind of wanted to try kayaking. I did do that whitewater rafting in Oregon on the, uh, what was it called? The the gorge, the the, the royal, no, 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 um, the something river gorge. Columbia, Columbia River Gorge. Uh, there was a little offshoot of the river that I did uh, whitewater rafting. That was fun. And I'd like to get into kayaking, not whitewater kayaking, but like uh, there are, despite being the middle of the desert in, in Phoenix on the outside, there are man-made lakes from dams, and then those dams provide the water for the city and power and whatever. Uh, there are recreation areas, is what they're called, uh, that have marinas and, and boats and stuff, but there's also people who go with jet skis and uh, kayaks seem interesting to me. Uh, a little bit more of a solitary... I don't know, I'm not that much into like canoes or like actual rowboats or anything, but like kayak seems kind of a low-cost, easy-ish thing to do. I just don't know how you get started <laughs> with that sort of thing. Uh, without, you know, you don't just buy a kayak and jump in and then tip over and drown. Uh, I'm not sure how to get started with that. And and there are, indeed, kayak attachments for for your uh, Subaru's roof rack or whatever, so that that I've kind of been interested in. Um, and I might try out eventually. Who knows? Who knows? Only time will tell. But yeah, I don't know, I've, I've almost kind of, I've not given up, but I've kind of put the whole flight thing into the back of my mind and kind of like, ah, we can deal with that later. <laughs> we can, when we're, when we're uh, old and decrepit and, and we're running out of time to fulfill our dreams, that's when we can worry about that. 
How about one from Delta Whiskey? A one-word question. Spoiders? Although, he spelled it spiders, but spoiders? Yes, spiders. They exist. Uh, I'm assuming you're... Ooh, look at this one little tree. Well, one giant big tree just hanging out over here. Let's go say hello. I'm assuming you're asking what my thoughts on spiders are. Like, am I am I good and absolutely terrified of spiders, or or am I okay with spiders? I appreciate the existence of spiders, Wolfie. There you are. And uh, I know the the going term is spider bros. Uh, spiders don't necessarily want to harm you, uh, but they are good to have around to keep you know actual pesky pests out your. Your crickets, your cockroaches, your uh, your uh, your other sort of nefarious bug creatures uh, out of your home, so it's good to have spiders around. However, they do kind of give me the willies sometimes. Uh, moving to Phoenix, one of the things, other than the the immense heat that keeps people away, is the is the prevalence of creepy crawlies. You got your your spiders, your your tarantulas, your wild tarantulas, your uh, scorpions. You got your scorpions. That tends to pe keep people away. Uh, and then your you know your slithery snakes and rattlesnakes and all that fun jazz. Uh, I've seen none of those. Hello, hello, Wolfie, over here. Uh, I've not seen a a scorpion. Uh, I'm sure it depends on where you live and and you know, what sort of environment is around your home. Uh, but I've not seen any scorpions. I've not seen any tarantulas, nor rattlesnakes. Uh, I've seen a few garden snakes or whatever. Uh, certainly a lot of lizards. Lizards are good, too, for keeping away the the bad guys. <laughs> the, uh, the bugs that you don't want to have around. Uh, but uh, not seen any of the bigger things. The black widow spiders, however, that uh, end up pretty much taking over the... They live low to the ground, around the base of your house. Uh, and uh, those caught me off guard. The first one I saw, I'm like, oh god! I've never seen a black widow spider, and I know that if they bite you, that, like, your finger can fall off, so that's no good. Uh, and then I noticed five more <laughs> as I continued to survey around the house. Uh, those I'm afraid I had to get rid of. Uh, I, I appreciate their service into keeping the, the cockroaches and whatever else away. But they also could cause problems for an unsuspecting... Oh, it's dark in here, isn't it? For an unsuspecting dog who gets out in the yard and may stick his nose, or her nose, excuse me, where she doesn't... I'm talking about Eva. Where she doesn't belong, and, and that would be bad news. I don't know what sort of reactions dog have a dog would have to those. So those I had to get rid of. Uh, there was a big spider I had to kill once. That was a little bit creepy. It was it was brown and it was quite reclusive. I hope that isn't what it was, because those are even more dangerous than black widows. But uh, um, but yeah, spiders are are, are okay. But uh, I'm I'm generally not one to like collect them and set them free. If if they're if they're like on the ceiling or out of the way or the little tiny guys, then all right, carry on. Uh, but if they're you know, in, in the kitchen or places I don't want them to be. I'm like, sorry, my man, uh, and or female spider, I don't know, but uh, you're going to have to be dispatched of, I'm afraid. Uh, but uh, 
Spiders. Spiders, everybody. How about them apples? And uh, how about these apples? Yes! <laughs> 10% apples. 10% of our apples have been collected for Child's Play Charity, and by apples, I mean fundraiser dollars. $6,000 raised for Child's Play Charity this season, looking for $60,000, and then when we do reach that is when Flabathon the 5th takes place. That's right, 5th, 4th, 5th, or the 6th, 4th, 5th, 5th, the 5th Flabathon takes place, and, uh, wait. Yeah, 5th. And then we press F3. Yeah, Wolfie knows. 5th. Woof. And uh, we find out uh, how far we've walked since the last one by pressing F3. So that's how that works. And uh, I hope everybody had a good Tuesday. Uh, I, I hope you were able to join me for Twitch Tuesday, if, if you were able to. If it's still Tuesday, you might as well check it out to see if it's still going on. And we'd be glad to have you. And uh, if not, I suppose I will see you on Thursday for the next episode of Far Lands of Bust. Thank you so much for watching. My name is Kurt. I will see you... Next time! But um, Tish, the that that sound effect jokes. <laughs>